Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey friend, it's Nicole, host of the Nicole Walters podcast. Here's where we laugh, we cry, and we grant ourselves grace as we do life together. Let's get started. Friend, do you consider yourself to be a giver? And here's what I mean by that. Do you consider yourself to be a person who, overall, if someone needs something and you're able to do it within reason, you're likely going to be a person who shows up and you don't have a problem extending yourself and helping. And if anything, sometimes a giver to a fault, <laughs> you'll you'll make the spreadsheets, you'll send the links, you'll show up, you'll check in, you'll be the accountability buddy, right? You'll do all the things. Well, I want to tell you, that's me all day, right? I will give to a fault. It is a problem, right? And I talk about this in my book, uh, Nothing is Missing, how I have, I'm a reformed fixer, you know, that I'm constantly working on limiting myself uh, so I don't burn out, right? And I'm hoping that you're working on that too, especially with all the chats that we've had. But I want to talk about something that's a huge trigger for me and how I am answering it and how it's manifested in my life. And if this is something you're struggling with, I need you to lean in because you may not even be aware of how this is not just damaging your relationships, but also damaging your health. So if you tend to be someone who has a heart to give, it also is really likely that you are triggered by entitlement. And you know what I'm talking about. Entitlement is the person who feels like they are owed aspects of your life. That what you've worked for is not yours solely, but they are allowed to eat off of it. And when I say this, I'm not just talking about money. So hear me clearly on that. Entitlement can extend to time. It can extend to private information. It can extend to relationship. It can extend to just your presence. I mean, truly, entitlement can manifest in a lot of ways. And if you're someone who gives all that you have, you know, where you're like, I don't hold back. When you get something from me, you're getting the best of my work. You're getting me showing up completely. And I'm probably giving you a little more than I have, right? The shirt off my back situation. It can be so frustrating. I mean, we've all been there, right? How many of us have spent or been, and I'm not kidding, you can raise your hand, you know, lean in on this one, you know, 
How many of you have been in situations where a friend has asked you to do something? Girl, can you help me set up the baby shower? And you get in there and you realize your friend can't do it. I know you're nodding your head right now. You're like, they don't have anything figured out. They haven't figured out a cake. And you you start realizing partway in that this friend is asking you to do this, not because they can't do it themselves, but because they literally don't know how. They don't know where to start. And it wasn't just an issue of, yeah, I just need your help. But it's an issue of like, I don't want to do it. And you're the better person to do it. And let's just be clear. Not everyone who does this is doing it intentionally to be a taker. But this may just be how they have learned to navigate life. Hear me on that one. You may have takers in your life that present as nice, kind, reasonable people and frankly may even be that, but they just don't know how to interact in the world where they take care of themselves. I know a good number of people like this who are literally ineffective adults. They just don't know how to adult and understand that adulting and growing up is just your age. It doesn't mean that you have matured. It doesn't mean that you have grown in mindset. I know full grown men and women who expect other people to pay their bills, to handle their responsibilities, to fill out the paperwork, to show up that they have never in their life had their own place, had stuff that mommy didn't take care of, like literally that are just this. And and get this, I don't even say any of this in a You can probably hear the tone of my voice. I hate entitlement, right? But I don't even say this in a way where they're good or bad per se. They can, people don't understand you can be both, right? You can be a good person and this literally is who you are because you do not know how to show up differently in the world. The world has trained and created a situation where that is the only way this person knows how to interact. To the point where, and this is where entitlement comes in, they are offended when the world reminds them that that's not appropriate. And that any time that you take, it's because somebody else is doing. Like the only way there's even room to take is because someone else is working. So if you are on the giver side of this, it's crazy because going back to this example of the friend who may not even realize that they're asking you to come in and do the whole thing. How frustrating is it when you finally make it happen and you walk in And then the person is like, oh, was this the only color of blue they had for the balloons? I know some of you right now are like cringing because you're like, girl, right? Or they or you come in and they're just like, oh, they only had chocolate cake. And you're like, I know you are not. You did not a single thing. And you want to sit here and tell me like. If you have ever felt that feeling, first of all, that person who came to mind hold them for a second on the shelf because we're going to talk about how to handle them, right? But I'm telling you right now, I have been there. I have people in my life. And honestly, again, going back to people not even knowing, I'll get clients sometimes. I've gotten employees sometimes who will literally want to complain about a circumstance, about an offering, about an opportunity, and they don't even realize how rare it is. Heck, if you've ever had teenagers Teenagers will sit there and fix their face and complain to you about something you've done or not done. And they're not even going to realize until they're 30 with their own kids. I probably did it to my mom that what they had was so much. It was beyond. They don't even understand the extent of what it takes. Right. So I say this again to say, like, you know, some people just don't even know because this is just how they relate in the world. So knowing this, 
Right. And knowing that we all have these moments that we're sitting, I know you're sitting here right now, like, yes, girl, yes. And I have these people in my life, girl, yes. What is your responsibility and response to the entitled takers in your life? Because there is a truth that exists. And the truth that exists is that life, the living of life, is the meeting and solving of problems. That is the point of life. Everything you encounter all day is a problem to solve, whether it is something as simple as I'm hungry and I need something to eat or something as complex as what is my purpose and how can I show up in the world? Every single thing you do is solving a problem. And when you look and measure how effective someone is in adulthood, it is simply a measurement of how do they respond to problems, how quickly, how effectively and how correctly. And What is their exposure to problems and how do they respond to them when they're exposed to something new? That is all that adulthood is. We love to measure adulthood by how much money you have, what you look like, your relationships, your accolades, your degrees. It's not. It's how good are you at problems? And it's why it's so important that we want our raising kids and blah, blah, blah. That's another conversation for another day, right? Problem solving is key. So whenever you have those entitled takers in your life, you're going to notice that it's not just a scenario of, gosh, I'm so tired because they're ungrateful or gosh, I wish they'd really work or whatever else. It's not that. It's that we feel triggered and frustrated because you're looking at us to solve your problems and they're your problems. And if we're not letting these people get trained at the meeting and solving of their own problems, we're not letting them live their lives. So, friend, in talking about this and thinking about this, as you're taking this person on the shelf that I asked you to hold for a moment that you're thinking of right now, who is in your life that you've just kind of accepted as being the person that you're always going to have to pitch in for, that you're always kind of helping, that is the red alert. And they can be anyone from your kid to your sibling to your spouse to your best friend to your coworker, anyone that you feel like you're always running in, especially if there's a lack of appreciation or awareness around how you show up, how are you responding and what is your response to it? So I'm going to talk about myself for a minute. I'm going to tell on myself. My response in the past to entitlement was terrible. Terrible. It's something I've worked on in therapy for years and I still feel vestiges, little small pieces of show up at times, but I've gotten much better at it. My response to entitlement used to be to go off. I would be baffled when the employee would come to me and ask for a raise, when they don't perform well, when they don't understand their job, when I had to train them to do their job and they don't perform well in it, but then they're asking for a raise or a title change to a different job. Like, you can't be serious right now. Anyone who knows me who's my friend or anyone who's ever worked with me in consulting or anything like that knows that that is like a phrase I'll say, like, you cannot be serious right now. Like, because I am genuinely and entirely baffled by that response. And understand that, like, you have probably said that in relation to someone coming in and criticizing your work that you did for them in solving their problem. You're like, you can't be serious right now because it's baffling that they don't understand the context around it. But two things can be true. While it may be baffling that someone doesn't understand how much work you put in on the day in and the day out to meet and solve their problems, it can also be true that it is not their job to understand that and you don't need to make them understand it in order for you to adapt how you show up. 
You can rewind back on that 10 seconds and listen to it again. And I'm going to repeat it again just so you hear it twice, right? This is for the people in the back. It is possible for two things to be true. That you are shocked that they don't understand how entitled they are. And it is also not their job or needed for them to understand how entitled they are for you to change your behaviors. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Friends, you know that we've been chatting about what it's like to be overwhelmed, responsible for everyone, and fixing all the things. Y'all, it is a lot to be a mama, a friend, and a wife. Sometimes you just got to get out and have some fun. Now, I know I don't have time to pick up every single hobby and be a pro, but I've always wanted to play golf. Well, it's golf. It's not golf. It's top golf. <laughs> so if you're looking for a way to let off some steam and have a good time, you've got to try this. It's got all the stuff that makes it golf, right? It can feel like an official hobby. They've got clubs, they've got balls, they've got tees, but it's also not golf, which is perfect for when you're stressed out from taking care of everybody. You can literally have great music to dance to, enjoy the food and drinks, and have a total vibe because everyone there is having a good time day or night. So I know that when I feel like I just got to get away and I want to put in a lot of hours, blowing off steam, getting better at my swing, but I also want to make sure I'm eating these. I'm going to tell you the truth. They've got these amazing donut hole things that are so, so good on the menu. <laughs> I just want to have some good old mama time this holiday season. And Topgolf is my place that I go, especially on Half Price Tuesday. So Topgolf has a whole day each week that is dedicated to more play for less pay. You hear me. Book out a couple hours, girl. It is about you and you swing. <laughs> they do this thing every Tuesday where all game play is half price, giving you more reason to hang out without the crew and just come play around. So even if you don't think you're a golfer, because not everyone can play golf, you can still have fun at Top Golf, even if you've never swung a club before. 
And half price Tuesdays are the perfect excuse to get that time in, have fun, especially during the holidays. And you can get out of the house while everyone else hangs out. And with cooler temperatures on the horizon, and honestly, in LA, they're already here. You don't have to worry about the weather. Top golfs are built to be comfy no matter what. So you're covered. Look, Top Golf is all about play, but even they have some rules. Half Price Tuesday applies to gameplay only. It isn't offered at every venue and it can't be doubled up with other offers or discounts. It's already half price after all. So for full details and to book a bay, visit topgolf.com slash Nicole. That's topgolf.com slash Nicole to book a bay and come play around. And girl, I'll meet you there. Hey, I'm Molly Sims. And I'm Emma Shagormley. We are two best friends with one common obsession. Beauty. And by that, we mean everything that makes you look and feel beautiful. We tried it all and we've got your back. We'll be calling on all our favorite health experts, industry insiders, and friends to answer all your beauty questions. Consider us your beauty 411. And sometimes your 911. From how to fix brassy hair to the pros and cons of laser facials and always with a cocktail in hand. Always. So be prepared to be obsessed. Check out Lipstick on the Rim wherever you get your podcasts. You are only responsible for you. When I would be angry, upset, frustrated, shocked, baffled at the expression of entitlement from people in my lives in various ways, shapes, and forms, my response to that was often anger, anxiety, frustration, disappointment, at how I felt like I must have lost control or been confused about how something was being received. How is it possible that we both had a mutual understanding around the outcome and the problem that needed to be solved, at least I thought we did, but yet now at the finish line, I'm hearing something different. And that was such a trigger for me because, you know, and and this is, I talk about it in my book, growing up with a parent who you know, was a narcissist, you know, confusion is is one of their tools, right? And clarity is something that you think will help solve it, but it doesn't because narcissism is so much bigger than that. And having had a parent that dealt in confusion, I often would pick people in my life that also deal in confusion. So it wasn't uncommon to have a situation where we would not be on the same page about the outcome of the results. And I would go to work to try to solve their problem only to have them critique or not show up on their end, you know, based on what is understood and then act further entitled to a solution. And if all of this is ringing true for you, friend, I want to let you know, shortcut to the therapy, although therapy is always recommended, shortcut to the therapy. If you are a giver who is struggling with entitled people in your life, the answer is not trying to solve or change or help or fix or get through to those people. Do you hear me now on today, friend? You are caught in a cycle of trying to fix things for people and fix those people who are not satisfied with your fixing. <laughs> okay. You are, you want to talk about the definition of being a fixer. You are caught in this cycle and then it is triggering you and you're getting angry and it is frustrating and it's exhausting. The answer is to fix yourself. That is the only thing you've got. When you get that act out response where an entitled person is dissatisfied with the boundary you set or the work that you did or the fact that you're not showing up in a way that they would like and 
their response is to be disrespectful, to be rude, to criticize, to be otherwise inappropriate, you know, to to engage in things that are far reaching or unnecessary. It is so tempting based on your maybe I could get through to them way and maybe they can understand that, you know, I helped. I did this. I did that. You know, it's a sign of growth when you're able to say I don't have to engage that and I can actually just affirm my boundaries. And it's a beautiful thing that is deeply freeing because you're able to also say, you know what? I did what I could. I'm sorry that disappointed you. You're allowed to be disappointed. This is what I can do. And this is how I'm moving on. And furthermore, you can make a mental note to say to yourself, I'm not going to repeat this by finding people in my life who are like this. I'm not going to engage in this type of work. And I'm going to hold true to the boundaries of not doing this again. Friend, what would your life look like if in all of the situations where you have entitled people who are asking for excessive support and not showing gratitude for it, instead of you carrying that frustration, that anger, that disappointment, that hurt even, you said to yourself, I'm not going to spend any energy explaining why what they did was frustrating or difficult or disappointing to me, but instead I'm going to turn that energy inwards to affirm my boundaries, get clearer on the fact that I'm not going to help in these ways. And I'm going to allow them to develop the skills, resources, and learning to solve their own problems. Truth moment, story time. I talked in my book about how my eldest daughter has been struggling with addiction. And I shouldn't even say has been struggling. I'm so proud of her. She's over 200 days sober. And I believe completely that this is the beginning of the rest of her life. And and she has done so much work to get there. But I also can say that one of the things that's been difficult in the nature of our relationship is that she is inclined to let people help her right? To, to rescue her. And her mother is a professional rescuer. Okay. I am a professional rescuer and that has not helped. And I think anyone who has dealt with someone who has struggled with sobriety or addiction in their lives knows that enabling and being with someone who is a rescuer or giver is par for the course, right? That is a very common pairing. And what I found in our relationship would be that she would run into a problem. And for a long time as a mother, you know, I would see all the pieces around how that problem came to be. She grew up in trauma. She didn't have the resources. She wasn't trained. She didn't have the understanding. She didn't have the exposure. I could very quickly see why she was facing that problem in her life. And I would label it as she's not entirely responsible for that problem because she's just a baby. She's just a kid, you know, who was thrust into this world. And on some level, that is true. Right, friend? When you look at your sibling or your spouse or whatever else, and you're able to understand and have empathy for how they came to be and for what they're facing and what they're struggling, well, they can't get therapy or they don't have this resource or they have a mental health condition or they had really mean mothers or fathers or whatever. Like, it's so easy when you're an empathetic person who is a giver to be able to unpack why they deserve that hand. They deserve that help. But understand that there comes a point where we have to let go and let them help themselves. And when I tell you, this is hard to say, oh my gosh, I can feel myself getting a little choked up about it. The minute I started letting go of my big daughter, that was when I really started seeing her thrive. And I had to let go in order to call her in. 
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. She reached a point where it's easier to use addiction as an example because sobriety is 100% self-work. You can have the people around you, you can create the support systems, but it is a daily choice that you have to make for yourself. And that is what she, I'm so proud of her because she's developing that character within to say, what are my resources that I have access to that I need to tap into in order to maintain the goal that I have set for myself? Do you understand what I'm saying? With all the eyes, she's realizing her own strength within. But if as her mother, I allowed myself to constantly be this other thing externally that she could lean on, she could never get better. You know, part of me getting divorced and, you know, and I, I I try not to talk too much about my marriage because I really have moved on from that chapter in my life. But part of me getting divorced, you know, to only speaking to my own experience, you know, is the fact that I knew so much had happened and transpired in our marriage that I didn't want to be in an environment where my partner I could tell was unhappy, you know, and I knew I wasn't happy, right? Like I, I don't want to say how he felt, but I could tell there was unhappiness based on what was articulated by him. And I didn't even know how to fix it. The fixer in me was literally like, I don't even know what to do with this. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's not for lack of trying, right? I'd done all the things. I literally didn't know what to do. And part of the letting go, the surrender of it all was saying, maybe at this point, it's time for you to meet and solve your own problems and not even let me or this marriage be one of them so that it can be met and solved on your own. Just like I need to expend my energy to meet and solve my own problems because I got stuff and this marriage shouldn't be one of them. And when I tell you the growing and the learning that I've experienced, and I hope, you know, my my ex's experienced as well. I don't know, but you know, I hope he's experienced too as a as a byproduct of that. When you are in a position where you're responsible for your own life, you hopefully grow, right? You hopefully grow. You hopefully learn new things. You hopefully find strength within. You hopefully expose yourself to new resources, or you lean on your old crutches, right? Like one or the other, right? Or you find coping mechanisms, just like an, an addict, right? Like it's one or the other. But you know, it's my hope that, you know, at least this has been my experience, I have grown. You know, I've grown because 
if I'm not in a position where I can just fix, if I'm not in a position where I can distract myself, if I'm not in a position where I can ignore, if I'm not in a position where I can solve everyone else's problems instead of looking at my own, I'm going to be forced to grow. What if I told you that the very person that we've been holding on to as sort of this avatar, this image, this example of the the energy drain, the stress, the entitlement, the the person that we're using all the time. And, and again, they may not know they could still be good people, but still be this representation in your life. What if the best way to help them would be to let go and let them learn? And it doesn't mean you're going to lose them, right? These people don't have to be cut off or you don't have to divorce them per se. But when you start letting go, and there may be a response, right, to you saying, like, that's not something I can help you with, or I already made clear how I can help, or this is what I'm able to do. But if whenever they come facing you with their problem, you turn them around so they can meet and solve their own. What if that actually helped improve the relationship? What if that actually helped you grow? I can promise you that there's a real joy in watching the person that you've been fixing for, fix for themselves. It's like looking at the child that you've raised, you know, for years that you've always made a sandwich for, make a sandwich for you and and for themselves. It's like a very sweet moment where, you know, uh, the student becomes the teacher and it's it's beautiful and necessary and deserved. And even more, and I have to speak honestly about the other side, even if they don't, How beautiful would it be for you to have some of that energy back and to be able to see clearly that this person just desires to have a difficult life, that they desire to live in a state of conflict, that they are resistant to growing up and that they are fixated on you being a fixer rather than fixing themselves and knowing that none of that is your problem or your job. There's a joy in that. There's an ease in that. And more than anything, there's a peace in that. And friend, when I look back on all the conversations I was having last year with you about starting over and feeling that internal chaos, and like we talked about in our last episode, you know, lacking clarity, I found that creating space for me to meet and solve my own problems started with me letting go of meeting and solving other people's. And I want you to know that you deserve that type of peace too. But you have to make the bold decision first to let go. Another great chat. I love spending time together. Now I need you to subscribe, rate, and leave a review because I love hearing from you. And then come hang out with me on Instagram at Nicole Walters. I'll be back here next week and I hope you are too. See you there, friend. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.